You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get them. iTunes, Stitcher, you get the picture there. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets and at Walker Mail. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends and McDonald's for always being there. And we also appreciate David Walker for always being there. Man, a guy that you can always count on to show up when you need him on a Friday to talk about the Charlotte Hornets fashion, the shoe game, and just give you some good uh, overall analysis on how the Hornets have been playing David Walker making, once again, a weekly appearance. We're going to start this once over on these Fridays. David, I appreciate it, man. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm just glad the door is still open, dude. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> always great to come home, so I'm glad to be back. You know, of course, sad that Nada's gone, but, you know, he's 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 get, he's 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 catching a wins on sneakers on the sneakers app today, so he's doing great. Oh, I didn't even see that. Did he really yeah. catch a win on sneakers yeah. app? Oh, that's, that, that's great. I've been throwing in the bump where I talk about how you guys are addicted to the sneaker drug right. game. I've been throwing that one in. And every time I listen to it, one, I laugh. And two, it's like, you know, I always get a little bit intrigued by it, but I'm like, nah, man, I, I can't, nah, I can't hop on it. Um, and yeah, <laughs> you're always welcome. You're always welcome. Oh. This is, this is the nest that has a hard time changing your room into a man cave or a weight room or anything <laughs> like that. Like it's always going to be the way you left it. Same thing with Nada when he wants to come back. I can't change his room. Same thing with Doug. Nah. That's just what Lockdown Hornets is. You know, we keep the rooms the same. It's awesome, man. It's great. I'm excited to talk with you every single week, every Friday. We're going to be doing this. And so now everybody starting to get a little bit of the schedule, how it's going to work. We got a few weekly guests on the back half of these weeks, going to try to rotate some of the new guests Mondays and Tuesdays, maybe go solo every once in a while, but there's so many people to bring on. So I really appreciate everybody sticking with me after not leaving. Now we've got David back, Wes on Wednesdays, Julian Council Thursdays, and then we have a couple of rotating guests on those Mondays and Tuesdays. So David, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets and how they've looked on the court before, of course, we get to your specialty the jerseys, the shoes, all the fashion stuff. Um, but Golden State, you know, this was a game they lost to go to 5-4 and four on the season. They start 3-0, and oh, great start, beat Brooklyn, unexpected. Then they go to 5-2, and two, which I also think still gives you the same type of feelings of a 3-0 and oh start. Now here they are, 5-4, and four. more disappointing loss to Cleveland, right? I think that's the one where you look at and say, okay, that's the one that's disappointing, even if they don't match up well with the Cavs, because they're huge, because Cleveland mm -hmm. starts three seven-footers, and we have one. Um, so, you know, when you look at that, it's, okay, that's a bad matchup, still a disappointing loss, and then they lose to Golden State. What are your overall feelings around the Hornets right now after a five-and-four start? Yeah, I think you have to be excited. I think everyone is. Um, rightly so, a little disappointing as of late. I mean, that Cleveland loss was such a stinger because it really – everything that was going wrong for the Hornets or everything that they were kind of bringing uh, – approaching it wrong, getting off to those slow starts came to a head in that game. And it just they just got way too far behind. 
Um, they had already beaten Cleveland, so you knew they could do that. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like Cleveland is uh, – there was uh, something came out today. I don't know if it was on the ring or somewhere else, but they're kind of zagging when everybody else is zigging, playing those three big guys, right? So it is not a great matchup uh, for the Hornets uh, against the Cavaliers. But still, that was a game that you were watching and you were saying to yourself as it was happening, this this is bad. This This should not be going down like this. They did make a run, which has become their thing. So that's good. Um, but they, but they, you know, they can't get in those holes like they're doing. And to their credit, you like to see them bounce back, have a good start against Golden State, you know, get out to a good start and, and have a good first half there. Um, so that was encouraging because honestly, you didn't feel great about that game anyway. It's on ESPN, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time. <laughs> You're playing Steph Curry, um, but you know uh, they held up pretty well. I thought in that it's the first time on a national stage when they haven't been you know completely embarrassing right out of the gate. So all in all, a good start. You you want to see them get some of these wins on the road to kind of bank some of those W's coming back home. Uh, but certainly the three and zero start was exciting. Um, they're still playing that exciting brand of basketball. They just got to fine tune some things. You know they're getting some guys back, Terry. A little rusty. So I, I still get the feeling that they're feeling themselves out a little bit because they haven't had all these guys healthy at once um, for a long, long time. So you kind of hope that that's in the works. But all in all, I mean, a positive start, you got to feel good about it. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, you absolutely do with that Cleveland loss being the one that you look at. You wish you would have gone to six and three, but here you are five and four. I think it does put a little bit of a, an importance on this game tonight against Sacramento. You you want to try to keep that cushion between you and 500 and certainly falling below it, especially with this road trip that you're on, you know, bang right out of the gate. Okay. You were able to build what was a nice start, which kind of helps you go into this road trip. And that's why the Cleveland loss was more disappointing. So considering context, but also it makes this game uh, really important against Sacramento. And David, we can remember the games against Sacramento have been thrilling. We can go to (laughs) the miracle at midnight and then with Troy Daniels. And then we can go to the miracle at midnight part two that we experienced last year. PJ Washington goes for 42 nailing buckets all over the place they're down i forget what the margin of uh i forget what the margin was for them but they came back like 10 points down with a minute left or eight points down with a minute left it's finished with malik monks and one and then they go on to win that game can we get a miracle at midnight part three against sacramento on the road that's what i'm excited to see tonight yeah i'll be honest i'll just take a win uh as i know you will but yeah i I mean These games are always exciting. They're underrated classics. Uh, Nobody knows about them uh, (laughs) because why would you? They're never on national TV. Uh, But, I mean, Eric Collins was already pubbing uh, the miracle after midnight uh, in the waning moments of the Warriors game. Still didn't give credit to Doug. I don't know if Doug was watching the Hornets feed, but if if he was, I'm sure, you know, it stung him again. I know. He's frustrated. He wants his credit. (laughs) He wants his credit for Sky Miles. He wants his credit for Miracle After Midnight. He wants all of the credit that Eric Collins or any other Hornets fan has used when he's come up with something that's right but for Hornets fans that have not watched this Kings team I mean they're kind of frisky uh you know they match up uh or or the teams kind of match up evenly with each other they they both get up and down uh they both score points the rebounding is pretty even uh Harrison Barnes has had a really fast start to the year this year and is playing really well um a guy that's oddly you know he's never mentioned in that uh the Hornets could have drafted 
guy conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, so it's but, always you know, like Bradley Beal, right? Exactly. And then Harrison Barnes kind of falls to the wayside because Beal was right there. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, Rashawn Holmes, a guy that a lot of Hornets fans wanted the Hornets to take a, a, a longer look at in the offseason. So a lot of interesting storylines. And of course, then you got Fox and you got Halliburton. I mean, they, they've got some talent out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hornets, to your point, have to come out and take this game seriously just for the win, you know, for one to bounce back from that loss. Uh, but uh, you know, the main reason is that the Kings are, are not just going to roll over and uh, and be afraid of the Hornets. So they they do need to bring their A game tonight. Yeah, I mean, and especially, you know, you do have this Laker, you have the L.A. teams coming up. You got the Lakers game. Mm-hmm. Now, what's good about this is that I don't want to say what's good. It's always weird to say that. But what is going to help the Hornets is that maybe LeBron James might not play right. in that game right. because of the rectus abdominis. And I don't know if you saw that tweet, but as soon as people saw the front word rectus, People ran with that in the comments saying, oh, LeBron, okay? Everything okay down there? Clearly not realizing what the actual injury is, and it's on his rib cage, folks. It's in his actual abdominal muscles. Anyway, but LeBron LeBron might not play. Hopefully that could be an advantage for the – That would help. Yeah, certainly would. Um, Maybe the – not the real GOAT. We're not going to do that with MJ here. But LeBron, (laughs) certainly one of the better players of all time. If he doesn't go, that would certainly uh, help. Yeah, but – yeah, but no, I mean, maybe they catch a little luck, right? Maybe mm-hmm. on the back half of this road trip, if you can get a win here against the Kings, you never know what you're going to get against the Clippers on, on Sunday. But then certainly not facing LeBron would help because they don't beat LeBron. Uh, no, I don't they think don't. they've ever, have they ever done it. I don't know. I can't ever remember. So uh, if he's not playing, you know, the Lakers uh, struggled against Oklahoma City, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there, uh, but you know you can kind of see it, but you can't look past tonight. You got to get, you got to take care of this one, and then move on to the two LA teams uh, after this. Yeah, we'll see if they can take care of Sacramento tonight. We'll talk a little more about that game. Maybe get into some other things happening with Lamelo. I want to talk a little about Lamelo more in that Golden State contest and something I I wish he would stop doing. We'll get to that in just a moment in the City Edition uniforms. You get the picture. Do you want to talk to you about McDonald's? Again, this episode of Lockdown Hornets is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. That's the one that hits home the most, man. When you're on a road trip, McDonald's, you see that on the exit sign, absolutely pulling over and trying to get some McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's because it is a place that has been serving communities again since 1965, been doing it for a while and helping you out on those long road trips. Um, we appreciate McDonald's being a partner with us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still a impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's like Kings of of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. You want to know what makes LeBron James, King James, the guy we just mentioned, help him sleep? 
That's right. Sleep is his superpower and Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. It's teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. It's mental fitness and Calm, the number one app that's C-A-L-M, the number one app for sleep and meditation has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the champion version of yourself. As he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime, sleep stories, calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. That's what LeBron James is saying about this app. If he's saying it's that good, then you know it's going to be good for you too. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com. Always weird to say, C A L M.com slash locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com, locked on NBA. That's calm, C A L M.com slash locked on NBA. Let's go back to this Golden State Warriors game just for a moment, David, just to see if the Hornets can win you know, get past some of the problems that hurt them in that game against the Warriors. One, they just weren't shooting the ball well. You know, Terry Rozier, we've talked about his struggles. That is an excellent shooter for the Hornets, bona fide too, right? Like the last two years, this is somebody that has been a sniper from deep on really good volume, and it's just not there right now. Can't hold it against him too much because it's somebody that's had the bum ankle, clearly affected him in the first game against Cleveland. He tried to come back was awful didn't play well there then kind of got going a little bit with his 20 point performance but then had the bad clutch moments right he passes up the open layup that was not a good decision just it's he's not playing the way that certainly he was last year but again like I, I think it is a legitimate excuse this early in the season we've only played not even a handful of contests to come back and try to get your rhythm back and so the decision making it bothers me more than the missed shots right now like if you've missed your shots fine okay that's rust make or miss league type of whole thing you get the picture hopefully the decision making gets better but also david i, I want it to get better a little for Lamelo here recently you know like the the things that kill this team we know how special Melo is and when he's dribbling the air out of the basketball at the top of the key, trying to find his own shot from the perimeter and giving you step back threes. That doesn't help him. That doesn't help this team. And that's what hurt them against golden state a couple of times. And he goes, Oh, of six. But when he attacks the basket, it really helps because guys are cutting and you know, LaMelo sees him. He gets the sixth sense about him. Oh, there's somebody that's going to be open. And then that's why he gives you the highlight pass. And then you go after the game. James Brago said the same thing. Like, they ask him about the lack of offense. And then so he says, you know, we uh, uh, Terry Rozier struggled from deep and LaMelo long pause uh, just couldn't get <laughs> to the basket. <laughs> yeah, just long pause. <laughs> like he didn't want to blast him, but clearly he was frustrated that LaMelo wasn't driving. David, he's got to drive more. It, it leads to better decisions and putting pressure on the basket. It hurts the opposing defense. First of all, a great move by JB. That's that's veteran right there. Uh, you, know, you can't you can't call your youngster out just yet. Uh, take that behind the behind closed doors. But uh, you know, I, I wonder. I don't think like the wrist is bothering him. I've seen him playing I don't think with so it. Either. 
I don't think so because he's certainly doing a lot with it. Um, you know, I, I, I do see him messing with it, but I think that maybe is just a tick. I mean, we haven't heard anything else. Um, he, he's got a little hip stinger from the other night. Uh, so he shows up on the injury report, but he should be okay tonight, I think. But yeah, you know, I don't know what is going on with all the dribbling. Um, it seems like he's taking like a personal challenge against some of these other young, young guards that are guarding him. It's not always working out in his favor. Uh, perhaps he's trying to suck the defense in a little bit or hold them a little longer. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but, but, but that's not how this team is going to be successful. And, you know, the fact that JB is acknowledging that and that everyone can see that it seems like Lamella's thus far has been receptive to stuff like that. Um, and the team has been able to, you know, kind of, kind of fix things and steer things, how it's going to be successful for them. So they, they do have to correct that. I mean, he's not to the point yet. I mean, oddly enough, the jump that you're kind of looking for for some of these young guys is to be that guy. You know, you, you, you look at Ja, he, he's dominating, right? He's mm-hmm. doing everything. He's taking it all in his hand. But but Lamella's not quite there yet, and especially on this team when you got Miles out there, right? You got Gordon. You got Terry who's struggling now, but, you know, we'll bounce back hopefully. Uh, he's got the options, and to your point, like that's how the team is going to be successful when Lamella's bringing guys in and he can create for other people. So, uh, you know, sometimes you're just trying to find stuff that works, right? I mean, sometimes he's just trying to, you know, give the give the the defense a, a different look and and figure something out. But if it's not working, you got to go and, and go to your strength. And I think uh, that will be him driving and dishing. So hopefully, we'll see a different Lamelo tonight, getting yeah. up and running. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just just some early struggles and some odd things, just trying to figure stuff out. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. And and again, it, it's not like it's been a a constant awful problem recently, right. you know, or the the whole season, I should say. It just kind of has shown up, and I think it was very prevalent in this game against Golden State. You could see. Yeah, man, just just drive to the basket more and and, and allow guys to cut and and you know getting frustrated. It, it is, yeah, and I think honestly too, you know, he's such a confident guy in his shot, oh, yeah. which I will take that ten times out of ten. Give me the confidence in your shooting um, every single day, but sometimes it might lead to you being too reliant on it and then giving you the step backs. And to your point too, David, you know, you brought up miles bridges and this, some being somebody that's really confident and, you know, also trying to create his own shot. Essentially that brings you to a different level of basketball player. The great thing about miles on offense is that I have not questioned his shot selection. Mm -mm. Like he's taking good shots and it's why his efficiency has been so good. And so if he misses, it's not because, for the most part, you know, there might be some faders here and there, but but step backs are, are pretty open. Like even with step backs being a large part of some people's bad shot selection, I think the ones that he's utilized have actually been pretty good. And that's why he's been so efficient again in these ISOs that they've been putting him on more and more. Why, you know, he's still attacking the rim. He's still cutting at the right time. That's what's been impressive about Miles is that, yeah, the volume's going up. But they're not bad shots that he's taking. The the, the selection there, the decision making for Miles has been very good. Yeah, and it's certainly great when it goes in, and it's going in a lot uh, these days. But I mean, for Miles, yeah, clearly made that jump. I mean, it's just incredible to watch. That was a huge question. I mean, we talk about the signing and you know the extension not going through beginning of the season, and I know you've talked about it a bunch as well. But like at the time, I was like. You know, I mean, it kind of makes sense. We don't do we know? We don't know. We really don't know if it's yeah. going to be a night in night out thing, even though we finished last season so strong. So to see that is is awesome. Um, just talking about those two guys, not to jump around too much, but like I do think that relationship uh 
is favorable for the Hornets. You know Absolutely. what I mean? When you're yep. looking at uh, the bond those two guys have, uh, when Miles looks at all his options after the season is over, um, I, I just think that's going to be a leg up for the Hornets. Having LaMelo here, having that group here is going to be good for them. But the Miles' credit, I mean, just has really taken off as a creator and a shot maker. <laughs> I mean, no one ever questioned the athleticism and ability to finish and get out and do crazy things. But the creative, uh, you know, creating for himself and the shot making is just, I think it continues to wow people. You just hear, uh, especially national uh, coverage, they're they're kind of amazed when these shots keep going in. And a lot of these shots are difficult. These are scorers shots and he's making them. And, and yeah, you're right. And you bring up the national attention that he's getting. I think that's what's impressive, too. It, it's it's the fact that he's getting it on his own, not tied to LaMelo, where LaMelo yeah. was always going to get it because he's a part of the ball family. And then he deserved it even more so when he's giving you a rookie of the year type performance. And now people are talking about Miles Bridges just on his own. And then, of course, it's like, right. you know, he and LaMelo, they're so much fun to watch play together. You bring up that relationship. It's a great thing to have what are your two best players right now. And then Gordon is certainly in that mix. Even, you know, as, as LaMelo grows, as Miles grows, they're going to be definitively your best players, especially if Miles keeps this up. But Gordon's still in the mix right now. Either way, the two timeline best players, the two young guys mm -hmm. on your team that fit the timeline, for those players to be uh, best friends, essentially, it works extremely well in your favor. Like how many it's, it's, yeah. you don't want the band to break up, right? You don't want no. them to have creative differences. <laughs> you want them to be able to be on the same page. And clearly these young, exciting players are all the way on the same page and get along so well together off of the court, as well as on the court. And, and, you know, not to ramble on, but it goes back to the Orlando game too, where David miles is shaking his head after a poor shot selection from LaMelo, but miles can do that with the mellow, you know, like there is a big mm -hmm. brother, little brother relationship where it's not like, Hey, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of the big dog, man. You can't tell me nothing. No, like mellow is receptive to that. And I think that's, what's huge. The relationship between those two and how it benefits the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. And he's got the cred now. I mean, he's putting mm -hmm. in the work, he, he, the results are there. So that means a lot more too, when you're seeing it on the court from a guy that's doing it night in and night out. So yeah, I mean, gosh, you think about this, you got to have some luck, you know, when you're building teams, the Hornets haven't had much of it in the, you know, in their brief history back here in Charlotte to finally get two guys that are on the same track at the same time on that, you know, on that uptick um, and maybe more, but like you, you think you really have two for sure. I mean, that's how you start to build stuff. That's why Hornets fans should, should feel excited. So uh, kudos to them and kudos to uh, obviously miles and, and LaMelo for putting in the work, but yeah, just exciting times. I think that's going to be a good thing for the Hornets. Um, and you know, they can get some of these other guys to round in and round out. Like yeah. you said, we haven't even mentioned Hayward. We haven't even mentioned Terry who's struggling a little bit, PJ. So like, you know, there's some pieces there. Um, and certainly as the season gets on roll and hopefully they'll get in the same group at the same time. Yeah. Let's talk more about that. And then we'll finally get to the duds that the Hornets don this year. But I do want to talk to you about built bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of the good food, all of the good treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. And for that, I present to you 
Built Bar. It's the perfect time for Built Bar. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Instead of having one slice of pie, upwards to 300 calories, maybe you're just not ready for that at that time. That's okay. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and they only have four grams of sugar with plenty of protein. So that's an option you can go with if you ain't ready for the pie at that time. The staples are good. All of the limited time flavors are good. If you want to stock up on that for holiday season, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and put the finishing touches on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. For right then, I felt like I had some synergy with Mitch, and I felt like, you know what? I'm in these guys' heads. I understand. I talk. I listen. I did all the right things. And then I did you li- what voices feeling- were you listening to? Were you listening to the voices deep within your head saying, this is what I think Mitch is going to do? And then you just regurgitated that back onto Twitter. That's what I always do. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, David, you're the guy I want to talk to about this the most. I've asked Rod Boone, talked a little about it, I believe, with Dylan Jackson earlier this week. But we all know you're the guy that we need to talk about the jerseys with, the shoe game, city editions. They were released. You tweeted about it. I think your opinions, kind of what has been the majority, like there's a lot going on here. Okay, yeah. you've, got the, you've got the honeycomb at the very top. You've got the honeycomb at the very bottom. You've got it kind of meshing with one another, the gradient. You have the pinstripes trying to leak out of that in the middle, the script Charlotte. Uh, that's never been before used. And that's something that they were hyping up. You know, David, I've said this a couple of times, but I, it, it is growing on me. And I know a lot of people have kind of had a little bit of a similar opinion too. like, you know what, the more I look at it, the better it looks. It, it, there's, there's clearly a ton going on. It's very loud. It demands your attention, but I've said this a million times. If you miss going all the way, 100%. Hey, let's get wild and see if it works. Then I am way okay with you missing that way. Don't miss by going bland, trying to be, hey, let's go subtle. It might be cool if we go subtle. Nah, man, go crazy. And if you miss, that's completely fine with me. What are your thoughts on the City Edition unis? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I took about a day to really come around on these things <laughs> yeah. just because they are, they smack you in the face, man. I mean, there's so much going on. It looks like, you know, the it looks like it leaked too early almost uh, when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, holy God, did they, did they cram everything? <laughs> they threw everything at the wall and then just put it all on that Jersey. But I mean, where do we start? Yeah, so the script, never been on a jersey before. They pulled that from the pennants that were at the original 1988 uniform reveal. Uh, that's where they got that script from. So, okay, sure. Uh, let's go with that. Uh, I, I, you know, when they mentioned they gave the Bobcats, Bobcats a nod with the right justification of the number on the jersey, uh, yeah. again, I mean, sure, let's do that. Doug (laughs) felt it was not a big enough of a nod, so he wasn't in on that. But, you know, I think to your point, like, it's you can't look away from it almost, right? Like, I keep going back to it. 
I, I want to see if I've noticed anything new, like if there are any new Easter eggs in there. Um, but I'm also interested to see like how it looks on court and on TV. Cause I think like the gradient is going to go a lot smoother. You're not going to see the honeycomb. I think obviously when you're watching the game back and forth um, as much as you do when they zoom in on it, but like, when they put it on that court, man, I mean, and you got the teal and everything going crazy at home uh, against the Knicks, against Kemba Walker, that's when they're debuting this thing. So I think it's going to be a banger. I think it's really cool. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you do with this uniform. To your point, like, look at Oklahoma City. Like, I don't want to bag on any of these uniforms, but it's all white. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't understand why uh, some of these teams are basically – redoing the same uniforms that they've done in the past like phoenix's looks cool but we just saw them last year new orleans didn't even try they, they've got enough on their plate they're like we're just here take this we're gonna wear this it says nola um so like you got to try with these uniforms this is your chance to just go crazy where the nba nike say here's the inspiration this is what we want to do and the hornets have kind of they've kind of earned that uh, that benefit of the doubt with these uniforms, right? Like they killed the one last year with the mint city. Everyone loved that. This one just feels like a nineties throwback vibe and everyone's feeling it. Like I'm with you. Don't go back to the gray. Yeah. Don't go back to the boring, you know, ones let's go crazy. Let's get, let's get funky. And that's what exactly what they did. And I think the more people look at it, the more they're like, I got to see, I got to see these wear and I got to see what they look like, you know? So yeah, good job. You almost have to come around on it. And there are a couple of things that, that help you take this more in one. I think the shorts by themselves look really good. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it, there is a little more subtlety to it. I like the logo. I think it's like what bottom right of, of, of the shorts. If you see the Hornet with the basketball, the classic logo, him dribbling to classic logo i think the shorts by themselves look good and i'll say this there was a video uh, it might have been the crown club shout out to them yeah I think that might be right if they released this video kind of looking up but um they were looking at the jerseys and i don't know if it's one of these things where the fast food restaurant dupes me because the commercial always makes the food look better by altering it with something that isn't edible i don't know if you have that going on with the video but the video did look better you know when they're yeah. starting to go in on the details I think it pops more uh, as crazy as that sounds. I think it pops more with the detail, but it almost makes it look better. I don't know if I'm getting duped like the fast food customer that wants to go get a cheeseburger, but it's working on me when they gave that close up. Yeah, that's fine. It's like one of those, uh, it's like one of those old pictures, you know, where you get in real close and you step back and stuff just starts popping out at you. Mm -hmm. That's what this reminds me of. And, and I love it. Like the teal, they nail the teal. I mean, it just, it pops. And I don't know if it's, we're thinking about the mint from last year as a little more muted, but like everything clashes, but it goes together and and like, that's hard to pull off. And, And I think they did it. Um, yeah, and, and so you say they earn the benefit of the doubt because the men's cities, I think, were pretty pretty widely accepted as the best in the NBA. Did you did yeah. you want to see them play off that, or are you happy that they went something crazy different? So I thought it was an easy transition to do kind of reverse the mint and the gold and have gold jerseys. I thought that okay. would have been an easy one to do. But look, Doug and I talked about this a little bit this week. They've got that in their arsenal now. They can pull that out whenever they need to. If they have a rough, you know, homework assignment next year, can't figure something out, just hey, flip those into gold and you're good to go. Like I think they've folded mint and gold into their palette now w- with last year. So, like it was cool to see, but I think with these city editions and the 75th anniversary and 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 the assignments kind of that Nike gives these teams every year, 
try something different, man. You know, it's mm-hmm. only a couple games. Uh, and I think when you hit it, you hit it. And, uh, and I think they did it again, man. So, so they're two for two in the last yeah. two years. Mints were crazy. These are just as crazy, but just in a new and fun way. Uh, let's get to LaMelo's Pumas. One, how do you like the shoe game of one LaMelo as he's starting to have that become a little more popular as he becomes more popular? And Terry Rozier out here yeah. sporting the Pumas. That's pretty cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Terry's wearing the, uh, I think they're the LaMelo M1s or something. I actually know the name of them, but Puma doesn't do a very good job of marketing these things, so that's not my fault. Um, but I, I like them. You know, everyone's looking for that pop of the orange too. That's I think that's cool. Uh, that's a good way to do it. Uh, it's it's amazing that he already has a signature shoe. I mean, Luka Doncic doesn't have a signature <laughs> shoe. You know, uh, Trey Young I think just got one. So certainly going to Puma sped up that timeline. Um, so, so good on them and good on the marketing department over there. Uh, but you know, I think we need to see some more colorways. We've seen, um, a black and teal version in warmups. I think, I don't know. There's been some pictures of that floating around. I don't think he's worn that in a game yet. Now the city edition jerseys, it'd be a perfect time to wear those things. So, yeah, so maybe he'll do that then. Uh, but you know, first shoes are always interesting to see how they do. I, I, I generally, I was getting tired of like the monochrome, all one color, but it's I, I starting don't to like wear that me either, down, man. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's the thing for me too. Like, you know, and, and again, I like the brightness. I, I, I do sure. generally like trying to go for some crazy stuff, but I felt like he stuck to it too much. It's time you to can't give me see something it. different. Yeah. And all his shoes last year, which was a different shoe, but they were all one color. So no one knows. No one can tell. Like, that's the one thing I say, Puma, like, let us know, like, show me some details, you know, and there are some details on this shoe, but you can't see that on court. You can barely see it, you know, in a close up picture. So I would like to see them change the uh, the color blocking on these a little bit more and, and just show us what's going on. Well, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, but like, I feel like with Puma anyway, the design already is pretty subtle. You don't have as much going on with the design. And so mm-hmm. I almost need mm-hmm. different colors to make it pop, to get the contrast yeah. because the design just isn't going to draw you in. Like there's not a ton right. of detail to it anyway, which is fine. Like I don't have a huge problem with the design of the Pumas. I thought they looked pretty cool, but I, I think you do need the contrasting colors and for you to go all one color pretty frequently. That's the thing. Yeah. I thought it's time to change. It's that. it's been done. You know, Kanye yeah. kind of did it with the red Octobers, and it's odd because um, Ish is wearing the Kyrie made up all red, and just watching the game, you think they're wearing the same shoes. So that's yeah. not good. You, you got to yeah. separate yourself a little bit more than just the colors. So hopefully, we'll see that. We'll see that coming up. Do you like the mantra "out of this world" for Lamelo? I think it's good. It's not bad, you know. Yeah. It's not bad. It, they, you remember the uh, yes. the advertisement they did when he had like six fingers. That was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that was, was weird. I don't know it if they. Was. I think they. I don't know if they've leaned into that yet. Uh, I don't know if they'll they'll go back to that well because it was it was it kind of freaks me out when you it see that. Mm-hmm. Um, no shot at people with extra you know appendages and whatnot, but uh, you know it's one way to go. And I think depending on how they spin that, they can make that work. So. Uh, <laughs> we need, we need a commercial. We need a LaMelo, you know, commercial and maybe around all-star something we'll get it. Cause he's got the personality. He's his post-game interviews are getting up there. Well, and we've talked about this too, with LaMelo, you mentioned Luka Doncic, not even having his signature shoe. LaMelo is going to be as marketable as they come. Now what hurts yeah. him is oh, yeah. the fact that he doesn't give you all of the goods in these interviews it's hard to get a ton of stuff out of him you know he's he's not here for your questions <laughs> like, no. okay 
that's not necessarily just hoping. but just but hoping, man. right but but yeah, that's right but for real yeah <laughs> that's what labella will say <laughs> at the end but he's yeah but he's he is an exciting brand of player of course last thing before we get you out of here david too need to definitely talk about the neon ensemble that he wore after Ooh. the first game standing next to the lambo that was also neon i mean i love it i, I love every bit of it yeah, I think you have to. You have to do that uh, the first game if you're going to – when I take my Lambo out. Yeah, uh, for sure. Now, it's it's gray. It's ash gray, so it works. <laughs> so I just wear this with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing, right? Like, And he was ready to roll. He was ready to do it. That was like – it looked like Jim Carrey out of the mask. I mean, I, you know, I'm oh, sure man. somebody's made that Great. comparison. But uh, fantastic, LaMelo. Keep up the good work. Uh, maybe bring that back when it gets a little colder because mm-hmm. it's just a lot of layers, a lot of flowing, a lot of color. Uh, but God bless you. Keep uh, keep doing your thing. And the sunglasses on, by the way, that was underrated. We didn't talk about that as much. The, the sunglasses with all the brightness that was going on yeah. inside the media room. When he walked in there, man, we were all like, okay, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, I, I was there for the, for the post-game interview. And it was outstanding to watch him leave, come in. It was hilarious to see. So, oh, um, man, it's great. That's the LaMelo wearing it. All right, David, thank you so much for hopping on. Let's make this a weekly thing. Yeah. Also, people can check you out at This Is Not A Serious Hornets podcast. You host that alongside Doug Branson, who people might yes. be familiar with listening to Lockdown Hornets. And they can find you on Twitter at David B. Walker. I'm excited, man. Thanks for hopping on. And we appreciate it. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Absolutely, man. Talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Sounds good. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll be back with you on Monday.